Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. Phone lines, they're open. 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line. Dave, I tweeted this, but I wanted to say it on the air too, and I mean it. Uh, message boards that are 10-plus pages, threads. Uh, we've taken scores of calls and texts about Nolan Smith and Josh Jamison wearing the wrong shoes. Uh, and I... I just want to bring that up so that no one will ever try to be like, people just don't care anymore. The fan app. No, there is no fan apathy. None. There's not like, I know people aren't showing up like they did, but that's, that's the results fault. Apathy. There's no apathy. Not around here. No, no, we're talking about shoes, shoes on inside the cards. Well, they're Frank Kendrick Askins. How often do you look at that man's feet? Red Shawshank Redemption, 1993. I think anytime you quote something, you should have to give the footnote reference like that every time. Wasn't it 94? Oh, shut up. Damn it, you might be right, actually. <laughs> 93, 94. Like, that time period. It's 94 because people got upset because the... Because uh, Forrest Gump won Best Picture. Forrest Gump won Best Picture over Shawshank, Pulp Fiction. I think Four Weddings and a Funeral. Quiz Show, I think, was up there that year. Yeah. That's fine, movie. It's fine. I mean, you know me, I love quiz. A whole movie about a quiz show cheating scandal was just fine with me. And by the way, do you know what the opening... This is the actual favorite part of this article uh, for you, I'm sure, and for all of us. And my friend uh, just texted to me. like it was the, I read this article earlier today, and it was literally the lead line of it was, My nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. What? That was Matthew Barry's lead line, and I meant to say something about it, and then my my buddy texted it to me again. <laughs> God, that's a disaster. Oh, it's I'm phenomenal. Have to clip that my nipples are hard line. Just take cut it right Just there. Just saying it. I agree. So, because Matthew Barry talks about, he goes around and asks people, "What have you heard?" Yeah, and he said his first response the first night in Indy was, "My nipples are hard for Alan Lazard." The Ravens, the Chiefs, and Green Bay are all of all the receivers out there. After. Alan Lazar, he's fine, but like <laughs> that's just whatever. Nipples are hard. 
What do you think? What do you think Lamar's a- a reaction is if they're sitting down to finish up contract negotiations? And obviously, part of the discussion is going to be like, what can we do, you know, to to make me not have to just throw it to tight ends all the time, <laughs> right? Can you help me a little bit? And they're like, what about Alan Lazard? <laughs> I just feel like that's not going to land the way that the Ravens maybe were hoping that it would. Well, it's not really a deep receiver class, though, in free agency. It's really not. Like the best, pass catchers in general. The best just... one available from what I've read is like Jacoby Myers, who I like at Milan, New England. I wouldn't back in New England, obviously, but he's probably number two at best on a good team. Yeah, for free agency. It's just there's a lot of rumors around some big trades. You know, maybe Nuke getting traded from uh, from Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins. <sighs> the Cowboys. That was one of the uh, the rumors he threw around there. Um the Chargers said they want to keep Keenan Allen, obviously. I don't mm. blame him for that. But there was obviously rumors about him from people speculating. The Jets could still cut Corey Davis. So. I did want to uh, quickly mention uh, the ACC. Their season awards were just announced uh, on the men's uh, side. And Louisville did have just L. Ellis on like, the honorable mention team, and that was it. And honestly, that sounds That's probably about right. I thought maybe he'd get like second team. Because he was pretty prolific scorer, but eh. and sometimes it can be kind of a a nod, yeah. you know, as like a feel good nod. But they did not. Uh, th- that was it. That was all that they had uh, really on on just about any. I'm looking at the list. There's they've nobody else for anything else. Uh, very quickly, the nobody gets to uh, feel good when you're four and twenty. Yeah, your first team was Isaiah Wong, Armando Baycott, Tyree Appleby, Hunter Tyson, and Jamarius Burton. Uh, the uh, player of the year, Isaiah Wong from Miami wins uh, mm. player of the year. The uh, rookie of the year is Kyle Filipowski from Duke. Nobody else even really close uh, there. You're, you're all freshman team. Filipowski, Judah Mintz at Syracuse. Proctor uh, for Duke. Starling at Notre Dame. And then Derek Lively at Duke. So three Duke guys there uh, on that. And your coach of the year, Jeff Capel, which I think uh, that's That's probably appropriate. right. That's yeah. appropriate. That, that's appropriate. Yeah. I'm glad they gave it to him. Uh, Quentin Post at Boston College won the most improved player uh, this year, and the we'll sixth man tomorrow. of the year was Nike Sabandi at Pitt. So good year for Pitt, and, and I guess, Dave, in, in whatever way you want to consider it analogous or not, uh, if you want to be a glass-half-full kind of guy, what Pitt did from last year to this year is what you are praying Kenny Payne does next year. Like sure. That's, you're trying to replicate that went out in the portal and found guys that weren't necessarily uh, like five star better than everybody kinds of guys, but did have an accurate understanding of what he had, what he needed and what will work for him. And they were a lot better this year with with some unheralded portal guys and some returning guys kind of mixed together. They took a giant leap forward. That's what we're hoping for next year. Yeah. So I I tweeted about this the other day um, and I'll just pull up the tweet. So I can give you the yeah, just everything that I tweeted about. Hold on one second. This is a long time to wait for you to read one of your own tweets. Yeah, I know, I'm right? Lie to you. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, Suli Baum, who uh, who was ranked outside of the really, I think the highest I, I scoured um, all of the top 100 transfer rankings last off season, you know, and. Yeah. Suli Baum, I think the the highest he was ranked was thirty seventh, 
out of any of them and a lot of them he was like 67th and in the, the bottom half of the top 100 uh he was at utep the year before i think he averaged like 19 points a game at utep so he was pretty productive at the mid-major level uh and he um jeff goodman name dropped him as probably the most impactful uh transfer this year he transferred to xavier uh and has helped them tremendously he's been incredible this year and those are the type of players that we were talking about. Um, it just felt like we were never in the conversation for any of them last year. You know, not not talking about Malachi Smith, not talking about Tyrese Hunter, not even talking about Imani Bates. We know the story behind that. Like, I'm talking about the next 50 guys, the next 200 guys. You know, like all of these other opportunities there were in the transfer portal last year to build a team it just takes some evaluation you know but it takes a lot of effort and a lot of a lot of manpower and, and you've got to do a lot of scouting and you've got to do a lot of work but there are tons of players out there that were impactful at the division one power five level as transfers that weren't necessarily highly touted that weren't necessarily top 50 or top 25 or even top 100 guys and Suli Baum was considered the Number one most impactful transfer and the highest he was ranked in anybody's rankings were number 37. Now, how many actual names did we hear of guys that we were in on or pursuing outside of the ones that we missed, the, the highly touted ones that we did not sign last offseason? Not a lot. Very few, if any at all. Yeah. And maybe there were others, but I have a hard time believing that there weren't other guys in the top 500 transfers. You know that ended up impacting other schools that we couldn't have gotten last year uh, to mitigate this season somehow, and that's the work they're going to have to do in the transfer portal this year. Because I don't think, like, I've, I think they're probably going to bring in four transfers, probably something like that. But they're not all necessarily going to be top ten guys, and they don't have to be top ten guys. Is kind of the point, you know, with a guy like Suli Baum, who was not highly touted, but he was extremely productive at UTEP and was a very good player, and the Xavier coaching staff evaluated him. Brought him in, and he was a home run. And that's what you have to do. That's what Kenny Payne's going to have to do starting next week, really starting right now. Uh, I think the the one the, the biggest challenge for Kenny though is that people are going to want higher profile, more um, kind of undoubted guys. Uh, you know, as your your portal targets, you know, your guys, Damian Lee and Carly Jones like that, when he's most likely to succeed by finding a, a mixture of a lot of different kinds of guys like there's just not going to be much um, of an appetite for just trust me, this guy's going to be great for us. Well, I think the problem with that comes more in a guy like Karan Davis Oh, uh, <laughs> than it does with a highly productive mid-major guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I completely sure. agree with you, but that's a bigger issue. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. He's got a hit with that. Like, we can't really bring in projects this year, and we've already got a core four, which is fine. But then he followed that up with Karan Davis, and, like, I hope he works. For Kenny's sake, I hope he works. But that's a scholarship out the door on a dude who's a, not a highly touted Juco guy. And it might work, and I hope it does, but, man, he needs he needs guys that are going to come in and produce next year. And I just – I hope that – the Karan Davis thing, I just hope that doesn't 
end up looking like a complete mistake next season. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that could flip the 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 script. It could flip the tables of this the entire discussion about Kenny and the staff, and then that Karan Davis dude being unbelievable. Right. It, like uh, you know, I, look, <laughs> I'm skeptical that he's going to be anywhere as hopeful as or helpful as as they might think. Uh, I think you are well within your rights as an observer of Louisville uh, basketball to look at this and say, look, he might be good. You might be uh, you know, sitting on something here. But typically speaking, if you, this is not an indicator of a guy that's going to be able to help Louisville get back to where Louisville He doesn't fit the be. profile. It's like yeah. the Fabio Basile signing in the offseason. But at least we, he's a freshman. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's, it's a little it's, different. I get it. And it's not completely, to use one word you like to use, analogous. It's not, but it's similar. It's like, it's if he word. hits, he hits. If he it doesn't, it's like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. 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 It's it's It was an interesting choice, to say the least, for somebody who's under so much pressure to succeed in year two to go off the board that far for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's – It's mm. the – no, let's, let's be realistic. It, it, let's be honest here. It is the kind of thing we never thought Kenny would have to do. Yes, exactly right. You know, even if you didn't think he was going to get everybody, you didn't think he was going to get guys that they had to go make a profile for him. <laughs> and and like, you understand what I say? Like going taking that flyer so early in the recruiting process, sure, was a wild choice to me. You know, like it's it's one thing if you go out and you secure like three or four high level transfers, and you've pretty much got your roster settled, and then in like July. You're like we like this, we like this Karan Davis guy. He's worth a flyer, and if you're looking at your team and, and and outsiders and observers and fans looking at your team, going, yeah, they've filled all the all the needs in theory. They've addressed all the needs. Um, there's not another big fish out there. There's a scholarship available. Like why not? But they spent that scholarship in the middle of the season this year. Like they they went ahead and. And signed the guy. Committed one to him. That's what I'm saying. Committed one to him midway through this season for next year. And he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy where you're like, first of all, that other teams are knocking down the door to come get him. So you need to get ahead of the ahead of the group, you know, ahead of the curve on it. We it just felt Rice like somebody you could have gotten later. What was that? I was making a joke. Like, we beat Rice. Like, oh, Rice was going <laughs> to get him, so we had to swing in and get him. Might be more like you... I was going to try to pull like a Division II school. Leah Rhymes. <laughs> we beat out Lenore Ryan for him. Take that, Everick. We finally we went up to you, here. man. We got you. <laughs> now I'm kind of fascinated to look at this with the uh, the Division II top 25. Do you think you could name any of these schools? Mm, I might uh, recognize Trinity, a few. Trinity, Texas. Aren't they Division Two? I'm sure you well, Indy. They, they, they might, might be. be. Did you say Indy, Indianapolis? Yeah, they might be up there. They are number seven. Okay. Well Ooh, done, Spencer. We, really, like, we should be focusing on the teams Bellarmine used to play. Yeah, all the that's, time. What, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm using back from my freshman <laughs> sophomore yeah, year they college. Had a couple of, they had a couple of teams in their um, conference that were. There's a like Northeast Missouri. They've been pretty dominant the last few years. Northwest Missouri. Northwest Missouri was one of those. They are number schools. two. Wow. Well done. Look at you. They've won, like, There's they've an won undefeated three team that four. is currently number one. Do you think you could name that one? Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Um, probably. It's not a local, like, regional team. Where, is it fr- where are they from? 
Uh, why would you ask me something like that? There's not a chance Mark knows this. <laughs> also, it's like in the title. Yeah, like why would you ask me that? Is it a saint? Anything? Uh, no, it's in Florida. Oh. So, if it's not in the title, it's going to say like Florida Southeast or something, but... Jeez. It's Nova Southeastern. Nova wow. Southeast? Okay, so I had Southeast in there, apparently. What about Nova, which Texas is in Fort Lauderdale? Christi I didn't know Texas that. Texas Galveston. Texas A&M Galveston or something like that. <laughs> Don't they have a good team? Uh, you have West Texas A&M, which sounds like an opponent from Necessary Roughness. <laughs> it does. Uh, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. The best uh, part about that was like they them... They played like Kansas and like real teams. Oh, I and know. Then them, <laughs> Texas My State Armadillos, school, and then uh, Colorado School of Mines. Yeah, I actually should have gotten that. They were uh, Derek White. Didn't he go there? What about Slippery Rock? Are they up there? Slippery Rock. Yes. <laughs> I don't see Slippery Rock here. Very quickly, uh, twenty-five to one. Saint Martin's, Bentley, Hillsdale, Michigan. Not the Hillsdale's. What Pennsylvania? I think it is. Uh, it's kind of weird. Anyway. West Texas A&M is 22. West Alabama. These all sound fake. St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> That's the one I think I was re- I was reaching for is St. Thomas Aquinas. Angelo State. Mm. Augusta. Northern State, which it sounds like. I've actually those, heard uh, of some of these. Northern State sounds like uh, when you on the old NCAA football game when you play <laughs> one Miller. FCS Southeast. Just the directional schools. Oh, yeah. 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 Black Hills State. That sounds like a fake South school. Dakota. Yeah. Mercyhurst. I've heard of them. Colorado Mesa. Hmm. Colorado School of Mines, Central Oklahoma. Every Southern... time you say School of Mines, I think you say School of Mimes, even though I'm, Mimes. I'm familiar with the School of Mines, but every time you say the it, I Silent think... cheerleaders, how great would that be? <laughs> Mime it all. That would be amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. They do it all without making a sound. Like, how uh, great would that be? So, the basketball see, uh, players don't make a sign, sign either. Yeah, Central Oklahoma, Southern Nazarene. Hell yeah, man. Fort Lewis, Lincoln Memorial, Cal State san bernardino uh mm. indianapolis as spencer said uh unc pembroke west liberty point loma indiana which is actually in pennsylvania pennsylvania the indiana yeah. university of pennsylvania yeah, yeah. and then uh, northwest missouri state and nova southeastern that was your division two top 25 i knew i was familiar and you with guys are pointing out that ron davis doesn't have offers from any of those places yeah more than likely wow then we well he shouldn't if he's a division one caliber player because you shouldn't waste your time for your division. Texture says, my cousin got her doctorate at Nova Southeastern. Well, I wonder what Nova Southeastern is known for. Texture says, Northern State sounds like a college in a bad comedy. That's exactly right. It does. It sounds like a, a necessary roughness opponent. 100%. But look, look we, we had a caller in the 4 o'clock hour, Dave, who asked, you know, when do we suspect that you'll start hearing things as far as changes in staff and roster? And... I'm tempted to say Wednesday. <laughs> you know, if they don't if they don't win uh, in the ACC tournament tomorrow, Dave, I suspect we'll start hearing things right away. Guys are going to get in. Louis- yeah. you're certainly, I think you're going to hear Louisville guys in the portal. And if these coaches have uh, are are worth their paychecks, they've already been working on this. And I don't think that there's anything that would keep them from being able to get guys to commit or start scheduling visits right away outside of Dennis Evans who we know will visit this weekend and I'm I know that there's been a little bit of hand wringing about the fact that he is going to visit TCU too guys I'm I've been led to believe there's no reason to worry about Dennis Evans going anywhere than here and that will be look that will be a great boost we don't a a five-star seven-foot 
natural shot blocking center is going to be great. I, there would be no reason to be anything other than thrilled about that. And I don't want any. I don't want to hear anybody. Well, I don't want to hear it. It's awesome. <laughs> you guys, you guys should just call in and say. <laughs> I never want to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> you never want to hear somebody. <laughs> it's never good. They're never doing that about something important. Don't. <laughs> right. You never want to hear that. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised if. If Louisville uh, is eliminated tomorrow, that we hear something on Wednesday. You know what I mean from from some of the uh, people that we expect in the portal. What how many yeah. people like have a draft like in notes all ready to go? It's like thank you Kenny Payne, thank you Noah. Right. Smith, what if they what time. if they the, the thumb slips tonight? Players, yeah. it's like, oh, it's a- like when Mark Mace sent all of his all drafts of his, that one time. One of my favorite they books. schedule a draft. It's like, oh, I meant to say 7 a.m. on the 9th, not the 7th, or whatever these are. Right. Well, by the way, uh, did you see Stephen A. Smith uh, I tweet out his – he quote tweeted his old uh, link to a JPEG, the check yes. this out that he did years ago. It said Twitter right now. Yep. And he's so he – it was a brilliant – Self-own for humor's sake, and I loved that he did that. It was for somebody very, who, like, I don't, funny. Yeah, I don't think he's very funny very often. <laughs> that oh, it was, yeah. It was pretty, right. pretty damn funny. I somehow ma- managed to miss Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. Miss the app minutes that Twitter was down, apparently, for, like, pictures. You, it happened yeah, today for hours, I guess. Yeah, I somehow yeah. missed that, apparently. Because I came I was like, I'm seeing all these pictures just fine. The links are working just fine for me, but. Everything's great. Yeah. Everything's wonderful. Elon's the greatest. Boy genius, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, fixing it. Fixes it all the time. He's fixing it. Uh, you know, it by breaking we talked it in about half. <laughs> Dennis Evans coming in and, and, and visiting, scheduled to come this weekend. You know, I heard uh, Diener and, and uh, Blankenbaker laughing a little bit at the fact that he's scheduled to come on Saturday, and that's the day of the ACC championship. And that's... They were, you know, kind of laughing, like, I guess they don't think they're going to make it to the championship. And, like, that, I know they were being lighthearted, so I don't think they were being unfair, really. But it was, it reminds me of the shoes discussion in, in a way. It's like, if everything's great, people, like, see how eager they are, they are ready. Like, the season might end this week, and they're going to be ready on Saturday. But if you hate the dude, you're like, way to tell the team that you don't believe in them. Right. You know, you schedule that. Like, but if he had not scheduled for this weekend, imagine the opposite. Imagine if Kenny, like, with a straight face, is like, well, the championship is on Saturday. I didn't want to have a visit this weekend when we, we might be in the championship. People are like, are you kidding me, you idiot? You, like, there's no way you were going to be in the championship. Why would you do something like that? Like, it's it, if you don't like him, there's no win. Like, he can't possibly have won there. I'm just thrilled that they're going to have the guy in whenever they can. I think they need to bring him in as soon as possible. You know, I think that was probably the effort there. You know, like, let's bring him in. As early as humanly possible and being realistic, we could schedule it for this weekend. Because we're not going to make the semifinals. <laughs> it's not going to happen. be the greatest stretch of play we've had all year coming off that Virginia game. I just don't know if that, that, that's in the cards there. That's twice you've, uh, you've resorted to the in-the-cards pun. Cardinal sins and in-the-cards. I actually had two different Cardinal puns today on accident. On accident, that's. I thought you just intentionally like I'm gonna see. No, it's just in my DNA. <laughs> like I should say, not on purpose. Not on purpose. No, <laughs> it no, just happens. No pun intended. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Thirty-eight thirty-one ninety-three nine for the uh, UPS jobs text line. If you want 
to hit us up uh, that way you can as well David, text quickly. us if your nipples are hard for Alan Lazard okay <laughs> I did th- I'm I glad did you hear because you just cut off I was like this could be a really weird text line yeah it might be the 680 text line it's like honk if you're horny right I was just oh, text yeah. the same. you know the the funny thing is like we crack up at those texts because they're like one at every 50 or 100 if you if any of us ever go and look at the 680 text line, oh, it is okay. a brownfield. Every text is horrible. Like, that would be the most tame text in the 680 text line. Right. right? It's either people that, like, miss text in, like, a UofL postgame show, and they actually text in the 680, or it's just complete chaos. That's the whole text line there. It's awful. And when I used to do more shows over there, like, it was just a minefield. A lot of text interactions, some of them are really good like we've got over here and then just like every fourth person is just an absolute troll or just angry just yelling cussing saying bad things about your producer's mom it's just the it's it's a minefield and part of that's because it's encouraged over there so it gets it makes the whole thing kind of total minefield let's go ahead uh david let's take our last break and we'll come back. Uh, a handful of things happening in the world of college basketball coaching worth getting into uh, as we're not only entering portal season, but coaching carousel season too. And it might get interesting. So we'll talk about all that here before we wrap things up on a Monday. did want to remind you guys again, it's championship week. Uh, and this is no uh, different than any other year. We're going to be all over it here uh, at ESPN Louisville. Thanks to our friends from Kentucky Fish and Wildlife, seven counties, KellyJobs.com, Ann Kroger, everybody else. It's championship week, and it starts really tonight. The Southern Conference Championship is tonight on 680 on 93 on the Ville. Uh, we'll have the Dan McDonald Show right after us, and then the Kenny Payne Show from 7 to 8 right after that. So just leave it here. We've got you covered here on championship week. On the drive on 9th on the Ville. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive. Presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Kelly waited through the break there, so let's get Kelly in here. Kelly, welcome into the drive on 93.9 The Ville. What's up? Hey, Mark. Hey, Dave. I'm hey, buddy. How are you? Greensboro. Doing all right. Getting ready to... Uh, the tournament. I don't know how many card stands will be there. Maybe not as many as most years, but uh, we'll see. Should be an easy ticket, at least for the first round. Right. 
But uh, yeah, it's you think of the path through the tournament, assuming they beat uh, Boston College, you know, North Carolina. If you take away the times they've beaten Louisville, then uh, in the other games Louisville's done pretty well against them. So you got to maybe go ahead and chalk that one up as a possible win. And then what's next? Pittsburgh. Uh, I think are they the two seed? Yeah, they be, are uh, because Miami won the ACC. They're the one seed. Yeah, what are the odds of losing to a team three times in one year? So then you got that one kind of halfway in the bag right there. <laughs> then you're in the uh, semifinals. First time, I think that'd be the first time in history, right? It would, yeah. ACC semifinals. Yep. So then you just got history on your side, and then by the time you make it to Saturday night, you got the whole country rooting for you. Virginia's so you the two seed. Really... Oh. Yeah, so so I think I've got the week pretty well mapped out, kind of, you know, visualize it in my head. And regarding that, that recruiting visit, I think yes. they would just reschedule. I had to say uh, if they're not going to be in town on Saturday because they're playing, they would just uh, tell the kids to come another time. So oh, I suspect solved. that that's the case, but uh, it would be a great problem to have, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. And, uh, sorry, sorry Five Star Center, you can't visit because we're trying to win the ACC championship. Yeah, I'd settle for that. <laughs> yeah, so then you go into the NCAA tournament with nine wins, which would shatter the previous record by two wins. Uh, I think a few teams have made it with 11 wins, but nobody has made it with nine. So then, you know, next thing you know, you're 17-win team. That's a pretty good season if you ignore the loss column. I like where your head's at, Kelly. <laughs> I like your All right. I appreciate that, Kelly. All right. Well, go cards. Good luck. Good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, enjoy the tournament, man. So that just – that's great. So just the uh, – to let everybody know, obviously Miami's the one seed. Clemson – or Virginia's the two. Clemson's the three. And Duke is the four. Wait, where is Pitt? Pitt's the five seed. Oh gosh. Yeah, they missed out. How did slip that far? Was no, the margin they, that close? I they, just yeah, they, they, it, was a, it was a jumble. From like Miami one, there was a jumble after Virginia in the standings between Clemson and Duke. Um, there was a tie, but between a couple of them in the standings, I remember uh, because Duke was uh, was still tweeting about like their official basketball account tweeted something out about the uh, oh, basically referring to the Virginia game. You know, like this matter we're one. This matter is closed away from a shared ACC title. Yes, so basically in listing out what the team had accomplished this year, uh, the Duke account listed uh, that they were, one, we won't be addressing this matter any further away from, from yeah. yeah, from being in a tie for first place. So Miami and Virginia were both 15 and 5. Like they were tied for, for the AC championship. Yeah. Miami gets the one seed by virtue of tiebreakers. Clemson, Duke, and Pitt were all 14 and 6. They're just one game behind. Like it was a real jumble at the top of the standings, pretty much all year. Um, but obviously, with tiebreakers, Pitt's the fifth seed, and Duke had that tweet that Mark just said, basically one. We consider this matter closed away from tying for the ACC championship. <laughs> I like where Kelly's at, and for those of like, if you, Kelly is so good uh, at uh, at delivering that that we've had a couple people text in, they're like, I'll have what that guy's having. Well. <laughs> No, Kelly's just good at delivering that. Right, that was, uh, Kelly, Kelly's just gonna keep persevering. Like he's gonna he's gonna deliver it well, and you guys are gonna keep. <laughs> Until but, the hey, season's look, over, uh, we have a chance. That's, that's right. right. To to quote, uh, well, who was it? 
was it Marlowe at the, at the end of uh, The Wire? It's like, that's one of those good problems. Yeah, that's right. If, you, if you're having to figure out when Dennis Evans should visit because you're in the ACC championship inexplicably, that would be amazing. It's like, don't <laughs> right. try to act like you wouldn't love that. We would all love that. Uh, and if they're going to do that, it would start tomorrow, pregame around 3-ish uh, here on 9th Round the Ville, and then the game is supposed to start about 4.30. So uh, that's our show tomorrow is the game. So everyone, enjoy. And hopefully we'll have something to be happy about on Wednesday. That would be wonderful. I would love that. That would be ideal. I would love it. I would never, ever going to want them to do anything other than win games. Uh, and hopefully they'll start tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for catching the ball there, Dave. That's good. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> I did think that um, just going back to the Lamar conversation, like we, we – um, alluded to it but it's good for people to know like uh we had a texture that said i don't think the ravens could sign him regardless because they don't have the cash on hand uh because it is important to note that essentially every time you guarantee money you have to put that money in escrow so you have to have the you have to have the cash on hand like you have to have the money uh in order to guarantee contracts so it's 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 a fair point when you have some of the the owners that don't necessarily have have that liquid capital um some people have thought daniel snyder might be that way um the raiders are always rumored to be that the raiders are too yeah cash poor basically woody johnson is not for the jets so we don't have to worry about yeah. that david tepper is not no uh with uh with carolina that's right. Uh, obviously, the Walmart family is not. They are not. Uh, the the Walden family, who owns Walmart, you know what I mean. And then obviously, if Bezos buys the the, the uh, I wish the last they'll be able to do whatever they though. want. I know the Walmart family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the <laughs> Just rename yourself Walmart. <laughs> they might as well. They should. Walton Walmart. What's the difference? Whatever, right? Hey, uh, Mr. Walmart, how are you? <laughs> like a like a web address that just redirects to another one. Like that's right. that's what their last name should that's be. That's what their Walmart, last name should be. Whatever. It's like whatever. You know uh, what I mean. <laughs> I did want to quickly uh, mention two things because you're gonna hear coach news, coach suggestions, all this sort of thing, and I think you and I are aligned on this, Dave. But uh, Ole Miss meeting with Chris Beard today, uh, and look, if they want to do that, more power to them. Uh, we'll see how he does uh, there. It would be just another unbelievably good coach uh in the sec just strictly from basketball but dave i just be honest we don't have i don't want to hear it from people and we don't have to do this like let someone else take those bullets like i just i don't want to hear about that as an option here Ole Miss wants to do that they can live with the the repercussions there because here's the thing about sort of taking that we're going to take him on here and let him sort of do career rehab here uh, you never know when everything is out Right, like you never know when everything right. about a story has is is public, and and I just, I've I think I've had my fill for a long time of sort of being the place where someone gets to rehab and and like baptize their image in something else. I just I need a break from that. We don't have to do that, not to win. We don't have to. Uh, no, we don't. Um, that's the thing. Like we we, Chris Beard is now ne- just can't be an option here. Uh, not not in the next like. Like you said, there's a pattern. Never know when everything's out. I don't need to be in the the uh, the news anytime soon. 
with any kind of negative connotation. There's just certain things you have to be self-aware. I'm surprised anybody's really going down that road in the first offseason, a couple of months after this whole thing happened, uh, regardless of, of how it played out. Um, Texas was pretty strong in the play they made with Chris Beard uh, and indicated that there were that maybe it was a more than it, you know, just because you're not getting charged. You know what I mean? Like it's it's we're confident that we're okay with doing this. Basically, you would think that people would do. Uh, sorry, Dave. You would think they would be doing their due diligence and you know reach out to Texas and maybe ask her or something. But you know, teams just want to win at this point. But even due diligence doesn't always tell you everything. You know what I mean? Like you have to be like you're right, but I don't know. Like it's it's you gotta handle with care. In these situations, there's a certain level of uh, of scrutiny that you um, that you willingly take on when when you interview candidates like him. Uh, but somebody's going to take that leap. He's a he's a very good basketball coach, and clearly, Ole Miss doesn't have any objection to at least sitting down with a guy. So we're going to hear a lot of stories. We're gonna well, hear a- Ole Miss also doesn't care. Period, because you will recall they very promptly made DJ Durkin a defensive coordinator. Yes. After they had a freaking guy die when he was the head coach at Maryland. And yes. then there was a giant investigation of all of this unseemly stuff that was going on there. Sadistic stuff at times. Uh, and Ole Miss was like, yeah, it's fine. He's a good defensive coach. We don't care. And I just, I don't want, I don't have to, we don't have to do that. It doesn't have to be us. Yeah, no, we're not, we're not, and we don't have the luxury, if you call it that, of, of, of really um, dealing in the margins right now. I just don't want just don't. to. I don't Even either. If we could. I, I don't think you have to do that in order. Uh, he, Chris Beard is not the only coach that wins. Uh, and, and for now, at least Louisville has a coach. So I don't need, I don't want to yeah. hear that conversation anytime soon. Uh, Texas Tech does not – well, they have a coach at least under uh, contract, but he is suspended now, and I think virtually everybody uh, suspecting that he too uh, will be canned uh, very soon for uh, quoting a – Bible verse that references servants or slaves obeying their masters to one of his players, uh, and I, among other things, but that sort of seems to have been one that was sort of like the last straw uh, for guys. And, and Dave, I, I'm not against anyone quoting the Bible for anything, but man, you got to be smart about what you're saying. You got to <laughs> yeah. think about how it's going to land at least a little bit, dude. Especially trying to use that as a way to, to implore a player to be more coachable yes but you got like you got to you just have to think about how that's going to land especially if there were other things that had happened this year where there was just sort of a really tense relationship between players and coaches you got to be smarter than that yeah um i gotta be honest like uh obviously like you know it's uh, quoting the bible's fine but but especially when you get in like the old testament (laughs) you gotta really be careful with with some of the uh, the viewpoints, it's not exactly the most uh, uh, modern text, and some of the things that were okay and even uh, approved in the Bible aren't exactly okay in modern times. Well, you got to be smart uh, about how, you got to think about how it's going to land, it's, you know, with somebody, yes. and and he didn't. Uh, and I suspect that there will be a change there. I think what is interesting to me, well, any 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 reference to slaves and masters is probably not. Just find a different avenue. Just find a different avenue. There's a lot of books in the Bible you can quote. Just come on. There's a lot to choose from. You don't need to go with that one. Bro, slaves and and masters. By the way, if you get into the end and that's what you're like, what else can I say to this guy to to implore him to be more coachable? I'm going to break this. Like, come on. You got to be smarter uh, than than that. But I think what's fascinating about it is 
you've this is like the, the there have been multiple times now where Texas Tech and Kirby Hokut or whatever his name is the athletic director there have had to have had to suspend coaches like it's happening constantly uh, at at Texas Tech it is the fifth alleged coaching abuse scandal in Texas Tech it, when, like when is someone in trouble for this going on regularly it's it, and, and the reason that I'm asking about that is the same thing at Iowa where the University of Iowa's athletic department just settled a lawsuit from a bunch of former players who alleged that there was kind of persistent uh, racially discriminatory stuff being done against black football players. They settle with them, and it's not even the first racial discrimination settlement at Iowa oh, in the God. last few years. They're up to $7 million paid out in settlements to people alleging various forms of discrimination. And the three there's like a three-panel board apparently in Iowa who has to approve these settlements. And one of the, the three people is like, I'm not approving us taxpayers shelling out two more million dollars without someone's head someone can't keep their job through another one of these and it's the in particular he said he wants the athletic director yeah gary barda yeah like how is how how do you keep your job with multiples of that either football coaches the people like who because it's not like they're alleging that barda did it they're alleging that happened with football but like if i'm over a, a department that constantly gets us fined i'm gonna get fired eventually yeah so i should the board member said and this is something that's been brought up often in other situations but i can't imagine a private company that would still have someone at the helm after four discrimination lawsuits under that person's leadership <laughs> and like it's in the past maybe but not these days you know what i mean and it, it's this is kind of the issue they had similar issues with the strength and conditioning coach you know that uh urban meyer was more than happy to hire <laughs> he was like yeah he's a great guy <laughs> yeah, like more than, hire, more than happy to hire on in the nfl after he got fired at iowa but like this is that feels systemic at that point right you know and and what's the first thing you do when it's systemic you cut off the head and you figure it out you know like the, the usually the ad is the one that takes it on the chin in that one and he should probably should but kirk ferentz is not like they've tied themselves to Kirk Ferentz financially for a long time and for a big number, you know, and it just that's part of the issue too. Like Ferentz just feels like between all of these lawsuits and his son being the offensive coordinator, it just does what percentage of Iowa fans understand at this point that Kirk Ferentz has way too much power for the level for probably any level of success, but definitely the level of success that he has at Iowa. Maybe they give him out with cause right here with this lawsuit settlement. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny when, like, with Louisville, like when Bobby started hiring, you know, more and more like relatives and stuff. People are like, like this is this makes me uncomfortable. But they were, you know, winning eight nine games kind of regularly, and that's what you're like. All right, that's kind of the price you pay. But with Iowa, it's like you're just boring. You're middling results at best. Yeah. And and no one's t- and you're getting sued every couple of years for being racist. Like every once in a while you win 9 or 10 games and win the very soft Big 10 West. But it's not you know? even fun. Like the 9 wins, right. it's not like you're like that was awesome. It's like god, we didn't lose 9 times. Like yeah, they we, don't it's not like they're fun to like root alongside. Just just chugging out like 9 6 victories over Minnesota. Oh. Like this is awesome. I love this. Got it. <laughs> It's Kirk Ferentz is one of those things for me where I'm just over the years 
you know, it's it it blows my mind that ten years ago, like NFL teams were were rumored to be going after him. And what has aged more poorly than that? Is <laughs> and I'm sure there's a bunch of NFL teams like, man, we were gonna pay him like four million dollars to coach our team back when that was a big number. Maybe David Shaw with how that Stanford tenure ended with him. <laughs> right. That's about the same like feeling, right? Um I just can't imagine Kirk Ferentz as an NFL head coach. <laughs> and yet he feels very NFL, doesn't he? No, more the old school NFL. <laughs> that's what, you, but like that's that's what you think of as like he's conservative. He punts. He likes fullbacks and crap like that. You're like, yeah, he feels like seven to three every week. He feels like '90s NFL. That's what I'm saying. Like he's there's yeah. nothing as the You're game right. keeps and keeps progressing more and more and more to what it is now. Like nothing is aged worse to me than looking at Kirk Ferentz as an NFL head coach at this point, especially. Just with the, the boring brand of football, the nepotism, the lawsuits, like all of this stuff just piling up. And on top of it all, it's like if we win nine or ten games, it's gonna be you're still not gonna have fun. The only like the only feel good thing around Iowa football is that they wave to the children's hospital at the end of the third quarter every game, and that's like an awesome new tradition that they have in Iowa over the last several years. But everything else, it's like, man, I it's like pulling teeth watching them, and I, they should I consider. love college football, and I love defense. I love all that crap. I love it. I am your target audience, and I don't want to watch Iowa. They should have re- they should have thought more about having that stadium that close to that hospital. Look at what way? Like those that kind of football, those results. Oh, you mean like near <laughs> people who are already suffering? Yeah. Yeah, do those kids want to watch Iowa football? I know we've That's had this, what com- I mean. like we've had this conversation it could be before worse. where it's like, man, I don't want to sound I think it's the worst thing I've ever said just now. It really like, is here, kids, bad. It could be worse. Like, that's terrible. We got we got relatively close to this conversation <laughs> once before, and I was like, Mark, <laughs> take a step back. I don't know if Could we you just imagine if, like, a Chip Kelly-esque offense in Iowa? Like, it'd just be take the war well, by I mean, storm. We're, we're, well, we're going to get a little bit of that because Luke Fickle, you know, uh, is bringing – North Carolina's you know, Phil Longo, that totally spread, like, early 2000s, Big 12, no huddle, hurry up, air it out thing, which we've never seen anyone try to do in Wisconsin. And have to, it's going to be weird, but I'm kind of looking forward to see if it works or not. They bring in a little more juice to the Big Ten West. I mean, they're losing Jeff Brom, which is probably their best offensive mind in that division. Bring in Luke, I, Luke Fickle. I agree with that. He can run that. Well, Phil, I mean, look, I thought Carolina's offenses were fun. Uh, I, I, I'll be just fascinated to see somebody chucking it around in the snow. Right. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it than that. That's what they're going to be doing. Should we be rooting really hard for Wisconsin this year just because they're the ones that took Luke Fickle clearing the Cincinnati job for Scott Satterfield takes Cincinnati's job? Oh, yeah, like we should like Maryland <laughs> for making room for us in the ACC. Like the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 there are lots of teams that are kind of like uh, – schools that have done us big honestly like i love luke fickle <laughs> for taking the wisconsin Dude, job he's a great coach. and i love cincinnati for being completely inept and understanding what they needed to follow him up with like out of character for a for a uh, university that that has hired so many good football coaches over the years to go back to like a tuberville type hire instead of what they've been doing so well welcome to the power five cincinnati yeah, I can't wait to kind of watch that. I haven't decided if I'm going to 
keep lying about not being petty or just be petty. Yeah, you're well, you're pretty I'm just, petty. I'm I, gonna be petty. I just am I, am I gonna be honest about it or not? Probably not. Yeah, I'll probably friend, try to maintain face and then be totally petty about it. Our friend Neville Pinto, that's the president at UC. That's right. We can give him uh, we can give him credit after his uh, stay here at Louisville. Neville Pinto sounds made up like those universities we read earlier. It really does. Um, but yeah, look, I am not by nature a a petty person. Well, apparently I am. But I just know that this thing with Scott in Cincinnati is just not going to work. Like I know it isn't. It would be the most surprising thing ever if Scott has a successful tenure at Cincinnati. Well, look, any it, kind it, of continuation of Luke Fickle's success. Even if he does, it doesn't mean anything we thought about what happened here. No, it doesn't. Uh, wasn't right. Just means uh, our nightlife wasn't good enough. You won with Luke's guys. <laughs> a lot of them well, left. <laughs> I do like That's I the unfortunate thing is the portal makes it not accurate. Right. <laughs> I do like, by the way, that the NBA rescinded uh, Giannis's triple-double from yesterday. Did you see that? At <laughs> the not. end of the game. <laughs> so at the end of the game, he he – they were winning. They dribbled down to the end of the court, and he bounced the ball off the backboard and caught it himself at like with half a second left. And he gave him his tenth rebound, so he had a triple double. Who did that for the for the for the Bucks years ago? God, no somebody idea. did that for the Bucks, but it wasn't it wasn't Giannis. Like, but it was like obvious, right? It was uh, like it wasn't even remotely defensible or had you know plausible deniability that it wasn't exactly what it was. Oh, it was the and same they, thing, yeah. Yeah, and the NBA came out and they're like, no, that doesn't count, and they just took it away. <laughs> they was like, nope. Doesn't count. Doesn't meet the definition of a rebound, which is an attempted shot. Right. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a good faith attempted shot. Man, I'm trying to remember who did that. I saw the name Ricky Davis thrown out. Yesterday. It was Ricky Davis. It was. Like, I, I kept thinking Ricky, and I couldn't remember. It's Ricky Davis. It's 100 was Ricky Davis. Um, but yeah, we didn't even get a chance to talk about John ja Morant today. We're almost done. We are done. Yeah, John ja Morant. Minute left. He's got. Um, I'm worried about him wrecking too. something that is a tremendous story. I am hopeful that this time away from like someone will be able to get to him. But you know what? Like he he has parents. He has like a strong, stable family around him. This is about him. Yeah. He has choices to make about the kind of person he wants to be. Seems to me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what a lot of people kind of were getting at when they were like tweeting his like, dude, you're not this guy why do you want to be this guy yeah. you know you're you're one of the most exciting and best players in the nba and he's one of the most likable until his literally this season like a lot and of people he's, that he's weren't a great fans, story yeah he is a great story and they love him down there um and he's one was one of the most likable in the nba before all this stuff started happening just stupid unforced errors and like showing your tiny little gun in the club on your ig like yeah, it's literally just self-destructive behavior. Like, there's nothing for it. Yeah, get and nothing I don't, out of it. And you, that's it. That's the point. Is that yeah. in the end, you get nothing for this, uh, and lose potentially uh, so much, possibly even your life. And all these OG, exactly. And all these OG athletes are trying to tell them, you know, yeah. like Shannon yep. Sharp and all these other they're like, dude, you, yep. you're not this guy. You don't have to be. And you got a lot of and apparently a lot of people around him in his life are trying to tell him too. So it's just he's got a he's got decisions to make. All right, Dan McDonald show after us here. You've been listening to The Drive on Untimed Bill. See you.